Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 83. And this week, we are going to talk about preseason questionnaires and some questions that you could or should be asking your players before the season starts. But before we get to that, we want to talk about the Omaha Metro Basketball Coaches Association. They will once again be hosting their fall slate of coaching clinics starting on Wednesday, September the 22nd at the Union Bank and Trust Basketball Facility located at 21015 Cumberland Drive in Elkhorn. Social hour will begin every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with speakers starting at 7 p.m. Food and drinks will be served each week, so come out and hear great speakers like Loyola of Illinois' new men's head basketball coach, Drew Valentine, Creighton University men's basketball assistant coach, Ryan Miller, Omaha area individual skill, de- skill development coach, Chevelle Herring, and sports performance coach, Tyler Bird. For more information, read out, reach out to Tom Crable at Boys Town High School. So, This week, we're jumping into preseason questionnaires, and a lot of coaches will give their players preseason questionnaires, talk about certain things and what is important to them. Uh, Some people don't do this, and that's fine as well. I've always liked to do it just to have a starting point with our players when we have preseason meetings and we talk to our kids. So, what are some things that that we've put on there? What are some things that we've added? What are some things that we've perhaps taken off? Uh, again, that's up to you. Different teams. Sometimes it feels like you've got really good stuff on here on for for this team, and literally you use the next the same questionnaire the next season, and it goes over like a lead balloon. So there's no real perfect way to do it. But here's some things that we have on on ours, and and this is something that I've evolved into as time has moved forward. Uh, the first thing that I have is, you know, talking about their family, uh, their family structure, siblings, where do their parents work, those type of things. Uh, what are your favorite subjects in school? What are your career goals? What would you like to do when you grow up? What what are your goals in life? Where, where do you see yourself going? Uh, again, just to get to know the kids, I think what this does is... It minimizes a bit of the tension when you're talking to kids about, hey, we're not just here to talk about basketball. I'm invested in you in more than just your basketball skill and aptitude. I'm here to support you as a person, first and foremost. What other activities are you involved in at school? Maybe you're not aware that one of your kids is is involved in something like mock trial or one-act play or Spanish club, or something like that. You know, you're probably going to know the kids that are out for the volleyball team, or they're out for the cross-country team, or whatever that may be, but it, it gives you an opportunity to to dive in at a deeper level with your kids, and to, to let them know that, that you're supporting them in all the things that they're doing, not just basketball. Another one that we added, um, and I really like this one, Tell us something unique about yourself, something completely unrelated, something that not maybe not a whole lot of people know. Now, uh, you know, obviously, sometimes this can be a, a little bit touchy in that, you know, a, a player might go into something that might be a little bit too personal. Uh, but, you know, it's intended to be fun. It's intended to be light to, again, just create to start your conversation off just talking about something other than basketball. And again, investing in that player and in that person. You're investing in the person, and you want to show that person that you're investing in them. The next thing that we have on on our questionnaire 
is why do you play basketball? What is your why, as, as John Gordon would say? Um, how important is basketball to you? Uh, how interested are you in it? I think that sometimes we have players who we have high hopes and expectations for within our programs, and we get frustrated with those players because they are not as invested in basketball as what we may think that they are or what they should be. And maybe it's good to ask that question, you know, how invested are you in this? How serious are you about basketball? That gives us a bit of a scope to say, hey, you know what? Jimmy's a nice player, but he's just not that invested to it. He's more into football. He's more into mock trial, whatever it may be. And and, and maybe, you know, we thought that we want to invest all this time in Jimmy, but maybe Jimmy's not all that invested in us. And this is just something he kind of does. And that gives you a point of reference as well to talk to Jimmy about, you know, your interest level, how vested you are into this. One of the next questions we asked, and we ask our kids to be really honest about this, where do you see yourself at coming into the season? And we have, we have three different things that we put on there. The first thing we have is what level do you see yourself at? A freshman level player, a JV level player, or a varsity level player? Your role on whatever team that you choose, are you going to be a starter or are you going to be a sub? Uh, you know, that, that, that's something that, that you can uh, really begin with a, a starting point with your team. Another way you can handle this and another level you can add to this is, you know, how many minutes do you expect to play at your level? So if they say, I believe I'm supposed to, you know, I really see myself as a varsity starter who's going to play 24 minutes a game. Well, if you have seven or eight kids that see themselves as varsity starters who expect to play 24 minutes a game, I, I've, as I've said many times on the pod, I teach history, but I can figure that math out. There's not enough minutes there for those players. And I think one of the things that you can do with that is you can turn around to your team and say, hey, you've got to understand there are 13 players within this room that see themselves as a varsity starter or a varsity sub and realistically, kids, I only have enough minutes for seven, eight, nine of you, depending, you know, depending on your philosophy and how much you sub and how top heavy your your roster may be. But I think it's important to ask that question. I, I know uh, one of the things that I've talked about, and I hope I'm not spilling too much here, uh, with Coach Finley over at Iowa State. You know, he does this exercise with his players, and I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. But you know, he had one season where he added up the total minutes of his players. And in a college game, you have 40 minutes and five players. So you have 200 minutes. And that number well exceeded that and uh, that 200 minutes. And you're going to have that with your teams, probably with this scenario. And so it gives you a starting point to talk about, hey, okay, this is kind of where you see yourself at. But to be honest with you, coming into the season here, if you see yourself as a varsity sub and a rotation player that's going to play 16 minutes a game, well, actually, uh, Jimmy, you know, I kind of see you more as a JV starter who's going to play about 24 minutes a game in the JV right now because, you know, this is lining up ahead of you. I also think that it's important to talk about them, what they believe to be their best skills are. You know, are they reflective enough to look at themselves and go, here's here's the one or two things that I'm really good at? And we give them the option to circle more than one thing. So some of the things on our list, competitiveness, 
shooting, scoring, defense, rebounding, athleticism, ball handling, or energy slash hard worker. And that's a pretty broad list of things that they can have. And so we put that out there, again, for a point of self-evaluation and a, and a talking point before the season even starts so that a player doesn't come in on, on practice on day one feeling like they're supposed to be a varsity starter or a varsity sub, and you're looking at them as, ah, you know what, maybe you're a freshman starter this year or whatever scenario that you have them at. So I, you know, you're going to have to have those tough conversations. Sometimes it's good to have those tough conversations even before you get going and kind of lay the groundwork of, hey, this is where you see yourself at. This is where we kind of see you. And let's try to find some common ground here. We also talk about reasonable, measurable goals. And our next three questions on our questionnaire deal with reasonable, measurable goals. The first one has uh, reasonable, measurable goals as an individual, reasonable, measurable goals for the program, and reasonable, measurable goals of the game or aspects of the game that you're willing to sacrifice for the good of the team. So a lot of that comes down to, again, scoring and shooting. Every parent in the crowd wants to see their kid score the basket and you know, that's the that's the natural thing. So, hey, you know what, Jimmy? You see yourself as a varsity starter. We you see you as a varsity sub, and we really don't need you to score a ton of points. So, you know, for us to be successful, you may need to sacrifice what you perceive as shots for you. For us, we need really need you to rebound, or we need you to be an energy kid, or we really need you to to use your athleticism or whatever things that you have on your skill list that you can point to and say, this is kind of where we see you at coming into the season. I also think it's really important to ask your players what your definition of a successful season may be. And if you have a team that says, you know, the vast majority of your players are saying something along the line of, hey, we just want to have great camaraderie. We want to have a great experience. Uh, we want to have great teamwork, great chemistry, whatever that may be. And let's say your your uh, talent level is maybe, let's say, 500 or a little bit higher. And you really think that, hey, if things go right for us and I'm really going to push these kids and I'm going to be really, really hard on them, and I'm going to really get after them, and I'm going to take these kind of tactics to see if, if we have 12-win talent, I want to push them to, to 15, 16-win talent. Well, that might be the wrong tactic. And if you never ask that question of what they deem to be a successful season, then you're probably using the wrong motivational tactics to get those kids to that point. Maybe you focus on having that great experience and this group of kids, if you have 75% of your kids giving you that data and that information and those talking points, maybe what you think is best is actually the completely wrong thing. And instead of getting to 12 wins and you're hoping to push them to 15, that tactics will, will bring you down to eight or nine wins. And then everybody's really miserable because you think you should be at 14 or 15 wins and the kids just don't like doing what they're doing right now because of the environment that you've created. So that's something to think about as well. Asking your players what they deem to be a successful season for themselves and for the program. A couple other ones here. 
what are your parents' expectations? I think that's an important conversation and piece of the conversation that you need to have with your players. Talking to your parent or to your players directly about their parents' expectations. Sometimes we're not aware of what's going on at the dinner table and the and perhaps some pressure that's being put on some of our players. You know, hey, you know, coach, I put down that I want to be a varsity starter. I really honestly see myself as as a JV starter or maybe a varsity sub, but you know, my dad is all over me because he really thinks that I should play ahead of George and Pete. And and so that's why I put that. You know, that kind of cracks some things open. And again, that helps you get a better understanding of what your players are dealing with at home. I think one of the last things, and there's other things on this this sheet uh, that I'm not going to share with this, but if, you, if you're interested in knowing more about this, again, feel free to email me, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or uh, you can direct message me on Twitter. Uh, but the last thing that I have here uh, that I want to share is you need to talk to your players about your expectations. And, and in the sense of you need to ask your players what are their expectations of the coaches, what do they want from their coaches to have a successful season? Uh, what do you want your relationship to be like with your coaches? I think those are important questions, again, so that you know how to talk to your team, how to coach your team. Inevitably, some things are going to go wrong in your season. So do you believe your team can can take a, a, a butt-chewing, if you will, um, and, and handle it the right way, and it will be beneficial. Because sometimes you think it's good to really, really get after your team, and that's not what your team needs, or it's going to go in the exact opposite direction that you intend for that to go. You're trying to give this motivational talk, and that goes 180 degrees in the complete and opposite direction. So I think it's really important to ask your players what their expectations are of the coaching staff. So Foundation Friday number 83, talking about preseason questionnaires and things that you could or should be talking about with your players as you're going into your season. Again, check out a pen and a napkin.com. Got a bunch of handouts there. There's videos up there. We've got a bunch of stuff. We've got, I believe, eight videos, soon to be nine. I'm wrapping up our latest video on half-court defense and talking about systems with half-court defense. Uh, we've had really good uh, reactions for folks that have purchased those videos. Uh, they've, they've really appreciated the information. They're really, really cheap. $10 a piece, or you can get the whole personal growth and development package of seven videos for $50. I mean, that's a great price. That's You can get one, a pen and a napkin university video for the price of, or you can get seven of those, excuse me, for the price of one championship productions video. So I think it's a really, really good deal. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter, uh, at a pen and a napkin. Any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.